0: (laughs) my stomach is on fire right now I don't know why but I'm insisting on being productive in these late hours so so (laughs) we're back again and again and again hold on let me find my introduction hi sovereign family no 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 Hi, sovereign soul family okay welcome to the 80th dimension if this is your first time here my name is Kayla Sierra 88 I'm a Brooklyn based spiritual development artist and also <laughs> everyone's favorite witch from the moon I love that part I don't know why today is April 6th wow literally like two days passed by at, I feel like I've like lost track of, and it is forty seven degrees in Brooklyn. Fucking brick. Feels like forty two, and it's raining. What a sad day, but it's one a.m. So I'm grateful that we're here, that I'm able to share with you all, and I hope we can continue to look within express without and live truthfully that what that is the true core of ascension why do i never understand this last sentence i need to write that over let's get into it so this um everything i've been uh Every episode I've been recording so far, I've been like, I... Oh my god, I have no... I can't even speak right now, what the fuck? Last season of The 80th Dimension was like eight episodes. I'm already on a fourth episode, and it's been less than a month that I've... (laughs) That we've started season two, two, two. Two, two, two. So, that's great. Um, But also... I think I just am in a move to share a lot late, um lately. And whatever. So let's just get into the topic. So last episode the, the everything's been connecting. Last episode we talked about relationship anxiety. Um and I was I went on a date with the Scorpio guy that I like. And I went on the date and everything and everything was everything was as Scorpio <laughs> as it could possibly be. It was Revealing, I'll say that because I said this in the last episode, Scorpio's for me as a cancer, they do this thing where they reveal the darkness or the hidden of my soul that is really uncomfortable, um and they also they're just fucking weird, but so all these things are coming up as I'm moving through this connection and then on top of that um in the space of like career growth and evolution and you know like just wanting to grow my business and my ideas and my concepts and stuff all of this is like literally life-changing so I'm I'm just gonna like blanket statement that was happening because it's everything's always life changing but these these things in particular have been um, like transformative so it's nice but it's also like it's just it's emotionally exhausting because it's it's having me assess and introspect and when you do that it's you like in the midst of like healing so another thing that came up In the midst of, let me think about it, is like being in the middle of like a fire in the burning house, like (laughs) everything coming down around you and you know, you're going to survive, right? You know, you're going to live, but just in this moment right now, you're in the middle of the fire and you just have to get to the other side. You just have to get to safety. And right now I'm in the middle of the fire. And I know there's, um, I know I'm gonna survive. I know I'm gonna come out of this unscathed, <laughs> well and happy and fine. But right now I'm in the middle of the fire, and that shit is fucking crazy. So, let's do a little bit of astrology insight. Um, I'm not gonna pull any charts or anything. I don't want to do all that. But right now, um, what I've learned, what I've heard through the spiritual grapevine. Is that Venus enters Pisces today over the last past past couple days today in the next few days is going to be transitioning to Pisces Venus sits in one singular single sign for six to eight weeks so that's about two months So, we're in the space now of moving out of Aquarius, Venus in Aquarius, and moving into Pisces. It's interesting because Venus in Aquarius, the men that I've typically attracted, um, I have Venus in Pisces. I would say in my past life, literally like (laughs) a year ago. (laughs) Uh, Venus in Aquarius men, because... What I was manifesting before was just, like, ease and freedom and, um, like, friendship. So I was always manifesting those types of men. Venus and Aquarius energy is very, like, you know, like, friend-based. Like, we love all, we love everyone, and it's kind of not, Venus is not the most relaxed in that sign because Aquarius is not really focused on the beat. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to go back over it. Like, the beauty, the romance, and the luxury of love. Even though they are, this is me going back over it, because Aquarius can see and sense and feel the all, being the humanitarian of the Zodiac, but it's not, like, focused on love and romance. Like, they're more focused on, like, um, creating, like, solid friendships and, like, connections through that, socializing through that venus and pisces however is focused on the romance and the love so this is a good time right now to i'm gonna pull a tarot card i wrote in my notes to do this so i'm gonna do it this is a good time right now to um fall in love to so when we talk about six the sixth energy of the year two, uh, two to uh this is a good time right now to fall in love um and to like kind of a. Uh, I want to say solidify, but I don't think that's the word I want to use. Solidify what love means to you. I'll go over um, like what unconditional, true, five-dimensional love means to you. To you, we talked about this recently. So this, this is the the peak and the beginning of the the party. I'm gonna pull a tarot card on that energy in particular, so we can expand upon it really quickly. I'm using my Cosma Visions, Prisma Visions tarot deck. Sacrifice came out. Let me see what this card correlates to in traditional tarot. Hold on. <laughs> Sacrifice. The Hangman. Oh my god. Sacrifice comes up in a reading when it may when it may be time to let something go if sacrifice is in order then move through troubling times with grace and strength you need to realize that your karmic debt is lessening okay so in this Venus and Pisces air and space to receive bounty abundance you have to literally be in nothingness like give it all up, give it all up, that makes me roll my eyes, <laughs> because you kind of want to be in the space of like, so in the, t- in the tarot card, I'm gonna take a picture of it, hold on, oh girl, the flash, the flash off hold on (laughs) sorry okay and the tarot card it's um a hand coming down from the top and the hand coming up from the bottom of the card um it reminds me of the hand of david i think that's what it's called in art art history and one hand is black and white Like one side of the card is top uh, left corner is black and white. And the bottom corner is colorful. And it's like, um, it's literally like letting go of, letting go of. And in order to gain, this is like perfect segue into what we want to talk about. In order to gain like the full like abundance that you are promised as this like a conscious human being. Living in this reality because you are just promised and guaranteed and like you will inherit the greatest, you know. You must let go of everything. So let's move into our topic of deconstructing. I don't have a title for it yet. um, Because I want it to be a really good title for the episode to like name it. But all I have so far is abandonment. <laughs> so maybe that's what it should be titled. Abandonment. That is our topic of deconstructing. This came about. Um. After. This came about. By way of the last episode. Talking about relationship anxiety. And me like. Just like dissecting. Why I would be anxious in love connections. Um. And it makes me just think about all the abandonment that I perceive in my reality, current reality. So let's look up what abandon means. Let's define it. Let's Abandon. To seize. No, 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 no cease to support or look after someone dessert dessert her natural mother had abandoned her at an early age okay give up completely a course of action a practice or way of thinking it's interesting that the card that we pulled was um sacrifice because in in this dual space of like sacrificing it's like consciously intentionally giving something up and when you look at abandon to abandon definition is you giving something up you're giving it up um and you're you're letting you're stopping the support you're stopping you're not looking after it anymore so it's like they're both like um sorry i'm taking notes they're both uh the sameness like they're in one and the same but it's so different how they feel because abandoned makes you feel like like the worst feeling you could possibly feel but the sac, because abandoned feels like it's out of your control whereas sacrifice is in your control because you do you have to choose to let shit go like it has to be a choice you have to choose to sacrifice if you don't and you know like and even then like a lot, a lot of people sacrifice for others but it's still a choice with which you sacrifice um I was gonna say something, but I forgot. I'm gonna look up the etymology of, of abandon. That's more important. Uh origin, middle English, abandoner, uh, abandon, control, see, bring under control, give into the control of surrender to when you abandon bring under control so when you think about when you feel them like abandoned so let's talk about let's just say in general sense being abandoned by your parents being abandoned by your father the essence of like you're giving this control to the person who has abandoned you so if your parent abandoned you now you are you are what's the word you're in like you know like you you're on your knees and you have your 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 um arms up to like your this is the visual i'm seeing please bear with me because i'm trying to talk but i feel like my throat feels so funny right now but i want to really record this you're on your knees begging like begging like praying up to god and your your wrists your hands are up to god like Take me like that. What is that word? There's a word for that. I don't know what it is. That's what abandoning feels like. Now, this is in the sacrifice card, right? The hand at the bottom is like, grab me, get me, come get me, please. And the sacrifice energy is the other hand that's letting the other hand go, letting the hand go, letting the thing go. So sacrifice and abandon is kind of like hand in hand even it's like the same the sameness same oneness but it's two different energetics you know what i mean how they feel to feel alone lonely left to die without support to be abandoned now let's talk about if we are truly ever abandoned for real um So, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I was watching an Abraham Hicks video yesterday. And someone commented about a book that was called Jesus Failed. I can't remember now. It's a long title. Something about Jesus failing. Failing. And, fuck, what's the title? I really want to know now. Hold on, let me check my history. I was trying to find it in Barnes normal, but it wasn't there. Hold on. There's a book written by, I think, someone in Brazil. And... Is this it? No, it's something else. Oh, come on. Last seven days. Okay. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I was doing a lot of Jesus studying yesterday. Jesus Failed and Finished in Disaster. Jesus and the Law of Attraction is a book jesus failed and finished in disaster and you guys know when i talk about jesus and i talk about the bible it's like just it's just it's just a story we're just using this as like a very simple simplistic like way to talk about the energetics oh fuck hold on (laughs) Oh my god. I'm putting my meditation music from my laptop. I thought I was recording. I was just gonna say, angels are everywhere. Seriously? Oh, seriously, you stop. What the hell is wrong with you? Okay. I hope the volume is good. Okay. Um, what are talking about? So Jesus. When I talk, when I talk about Jesus, it's a general sense. It could be you can use any name that you want to use in place of Jesus. It doesn't even fucking matter. Um, so I looked up that that was the book I looked up. I was looking up, and then I it was an interesting title like. Because it's... In a reality... He did fail... Because... He, they... They... they Meaning those who have... Who didn't believe in him... Who thought that they were better than him... In, in a fucking reality... Thought that... That... It was best to get rid of him... Because he was just doing too much... Right? So he failed... In his mission... So they say... Because it literally ends in disaster... Like if there was no resurrection... The, it the, ended in complete disaster, for real. His whole story. A young man. Disaster. Disastrous. Um, Okay. So, then I started to look up the crucifixion of Jesus. The crucifixion. Crucifixion of Jesus. God's abandonment. And I found it interesting. So, I'm going to look at the article that I was reading about it. Where is it? Jesus is the death of, and the death and resurrection of Jesus. So, in the Bible, it's in Mark, the chapter, or the book of Mark, whatever. Um, and what I found interesting, was the most interesting was, all right. So let me just read what it said. So it was common to crucify. Okay. Which is interesting because it makes me think now what came first? Jesus? The cross? No, no, no. What came first? Jesus's connection to the cross or the cross? was there before jesus was so we've given this symbol such a like <laughs> deep powerful like a uh, y'all i'm losing my words so it's crazy um deep powerful like i don't want to say connection but it's like importance to the cross but it had nothing to do with Jesus. It was just the thing that they used to crucify people. Anyway, they was doing that shit, weird shit back then. Um, it was common to make the criminal carry the crossbeam of their cross to Golgotha. Goth- Gal- That's where Jesus was crucified. Most criminals would have been able to do this without any help. The fact that Jesus needed assistance from Simon of Serene tells us how weak he must have been. Both physically and emotionally. The soldiers offered offered him a drink to relieve his pain, but he did not take it. Okay. Romans crucified people publicly as an example to others. So they was crucifying people like fucking weirdos. And they used a cross. It's probably a bad omen that we you that we used like we connect the cross to jesus like that because it is his demise that cross and the demise of a lot of people during that time and they say that jesus was the wasn't the first jesus christ he wasn't the first son of god of course he wasn't adam was the son of god in the in theory in a, in a theory in a reality so jesus was not the first son of god and not the last. You know what I mean? Okay. The crowd, including the religious leaders, laughed at Jesus's weakness and made fun of him. They shouted, he saved others, but he cannot save himself. I'm getting goosebumps. Because it's so funny, the crowd, the fucking crowd, the masses, the fucking masses of stupid people, the masses, They. it has never changed. What the masses symbolize sheep laughing at him. You know what I mean? We're going to get to the essence of abandonment in a moment. I just wanted to give you this background. Um, So he's suffering. So this is the part that really got stu- stood out to me. Um, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Many have reflected on why Jesus said this. Did he feel abandoned by his father? This is at, this is bbc.co.uk.com. <laughs> it was just a Google, and I liked how it was written, so I stuck to it. Did he feel abandoned by his father? Jesus cried out with a loud shout and died at 3 o'clock. It seems strange that Jesus had the strength to cry out when he was seconds from death. This is maybe... The reason for the Roman centurion, thinking he was the son of God. Thinking he was son of God. He was the son of God. We're all children of God. But anyway, that stood out to me. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In that singular moment in time, Jesus felt abandoned by God. I'm not going to get into all the... <clears throat> the the, the layered reasons why he could have possibly felt abandoned. It's just the fact that he felt abandoned by God in a general sense. And so when shit hits the fan for us on a day to day, um, and you know, we're feeling heavy we're feeling low and feeling sad about ourselves and things like that. We usually feel very forsaken and forgotten and alone and lonely. And no one cares. I've been feeling like that lately too. I'm like no one cares. Like I have all I have my beautiful sisterhood my coven that i know that i can reach out to for anything in any time in any any way but you think to yourself like everyone has their own shit going on and is anyone really ever really there and what would their response be if i reach out to them and i talk to them about how i feel holy shit so my friend sent me a video yesterday with this guy he's a metaphysical leader i should say a spiritual leader i don't like to say spiritual leader but there's some of us who just have like this ability to impact so many people and once you are able to impact a certain amount of number of people you become like a leader in a sense but he said um it was about like, who, do you, who can you turn to in your darkest moments? And, if, like he said, if you write down your very dark secrets, like your darkest, darkest, darkest secrets, your core dark soul secrets, write it down on a piece of paper, and you have to give it to someone, who would you give it to? That you know they wouldn't judge you, that they'll love you anyway, that you feel safe giving it to. In your darkness. That you wouldn't feel like you have to go back and edit what you wrote. You can just give it some, and it'll be okay. That energy, you know. I have those people around me, but you just feel like, how how are these people going to respond to that darkness? You know, like what are they going to say? And usually, if you tap into your intuition, we can talk about that a little bit later in the episode, in the recording. That um your intuition you can usually tell what people would say and respond how people will respond to you and so i've been picking up on how people will respond to me and it makes me hesitate okay a reality so you feel alone you feel left to die alone like jesus was left to die alone like they literally killed him that was a reality they thought that they, they, they thought that it was okay to kill him and so now I'm thinking about this. is like random, but I want I want to say it out loud. That the people who were at the top of the pyramid, who like led the the crucify the crucifix, the crucifix <laughs> crucifixion, <laughs> who led the crucifixion, those people have children, and the descendants of those people today are probably still dealing with that karma of crucifying Jesus Christ. But that's another episode. (laughs) Moving on. Look at this. So, um, feeling left to die, left alone, with no support. It's like all the people who were there with Jesus, who believed in him, who was a follower of his energy, how could they have saved him in those in those moments? How could they have saved him? And so you just feel left alone, you feel left to die alone. Jesus, and his death, so... If we're going to talk about timelines and this, this also aligns with this, this aligns with winter solstice to the spring equinox. We're talking about the new year portal In that space in that, in your death and you move through the limbo and then you go into the afterlife. So that's the limbo space, right? He had to learn to forgive the people who couldn't save him. The the people in the 3d world who couldn't save him. And then he also had to learn to forgive god who he believed for, forsake him you can wash my hair and so in the space of forgiveness and acceptance and grief and you know what i mean the layers of being and being okay with what has happened to you you turn around and you are resurrected in theory in theory you are resurrected you have come back to life in theory because you have taken the time to forgive, to allow, to accept, to surrender, to sacrifice. Because I'm sure Jesus wasn't ready to die when he was killed, when he was sacrificed, when he was crucified, I'm sorry. When he was crucified, he wasn't ready to die. But that was just his time. And so you think about how it feels to to, to how how it feels to express that you feel forsaken by God. God's abandonment so you align it with the most common, it's funny because when you think about the, I'm like the most common abandonment in human history is the abandonment of the father figure in the home. I don't know if this is true. I don't have no statistics for it. Don't take my word for it. But you know more people whose father have abandoned them than you know whose mother has abandoned them. Just parentals, right? Um... And even if the father is still in the home, there's an essence of abandonment as well. When there is an emotionally or spiritually or mentally absent father. It's interesting because if we assume that God is abandoning us at every waking turn. It is, it is manifested in the 3D as the father abandoning, abandoning his children, his family. I don't know why I want to talk about that abandonment a lot of the reason why I have I would relate to or you know relationship anxieties because of that feeling abandoned by the father the son and the Holy Spirit my father and the father always get in the space of like why God why me how could you have done this to me like you're talking to another person like you're talking to a person this is how you remove this um the expectations that we place on parents because God is not a person to abandon you energy cannot abandon you energy just is it just exists there is no abandonment there is ever there's never a moment in your life in time where you are without where you are without you know what i mean Never because God is energy and energy will energy cannot abandon you because energy is just is in this all around. So now we are looking into the space of support, the importance of support. And it's not even in the importance of support where it's like, um, yes, be open to receiving it. It's also like being able to see it when it's there. Receiving and the seeing and accepting is two different things, even though it's one and the same. Because you have to know that it's there to receive it, right? But you have to know that it's there first. So the layers of support. Emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental support. When I say physical, I'm th- I'm th- that's when I bring in like financial pentacles, right? Emotional, water, spiritual air, and mental, no, mental air, and spiritual fire. Four elements. Let me write that down. The four elements of support. Why did I bring that up? Not that why did I bring it up. I, I took notes before I started recording this episode, but why did I want to talk about the importance of support? <clears throat> because in every uh pathway, like it's like branches, like you need, okay, it's like roots and branches because every piece of root, every stream of roots, every part of the root, Of the root of the root, right? Needs nourishment. Needs emotional support. Needs the water. When the... When parts of the roots... When there's parts of the root that the... (laughs) That don't get emotional water support. They are neglected. They die. They shrivel up. And they are no... They are of no use anymore. Um... And so it's the same as like the the trees getting that nourishment, and so it grows out, and now the branches are in receiving of the support, so it both goes hand in hand. There's a duality going on right now. I've talked about this before where the rea- the realities that we all know. Like individually, like you know your realities right the, all the lives that you lived in your in the past and of the future and of the now are happening simultaneously I talked about this recently everything's happening at one time so you are abandoned and also you are not you are supported and also you are not so being able to 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 discern when you are and when you are not and like always finding the neutral space to come back to zero zero point zero point zero point. So that you don't feel too abandoned, that you don't feel, you know, like, you can't see your support or some shit. Like, it's all there. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Talking is making me exhausted. Sometimes it does that shit. <sighs> so the importance of support. Knowing when it is is needed, how it is being offered, when, how, what is being offered as support. Because it's layered. It's not just being physically supported. I know in my home, my family, physical support is top tier. I talked about this in the last episode. I feel rich and wealthy and my physical support. When it comes to emotional, spiritual, mental support, it is neglected. And so... Move to the space where you... Those branches are in search of, in need of the sunlight, the water. You don't want it to shrivel up. One, three, three, four, four. You don't want it to shrivel up. And parts of yourself to shrivel up and die. Because it is neglected. You have to find... Like... Find the, the resources like find those resources so if you need emotional support you need to go to the water and it's so crazy because when i talk about scorpio i've been talking about them them from a masculine talking about the masculine aspect or the masculine counterpart of a scorpio but my greatest like my greatest friends the ones who love me the deepest and support like emotionally support me the most, like top tier, are Scorpio women. Literally. Like they have this, this energy about them that is so all accepting. And just like, what am I judging you for? Like, here you are showing up to me. They love me like boundlessly, like limitlessly. They love me. Go to the water. Find the water. To find that emotional support. Um physical support is the pentacle, it's the earth. Groundedness, it's the security, the financial security, the home security, the the it's the security, safety. Find that safety, that support where you know and you feel that you that the universe or god is always providing for you constantly over and over never ending it's never ending every time you swipe your card oh girl I don't like ads like what the fuck is these commercials if I want commercials I'll watch fucking tv anyway Finding the physical support, <laughs> knowing that you're thinking, you swipe your card, you swipe your your card, it comes back to you times ten, it comes back to you fifty five times, as my beautiful Capricorn gypsy friend likes to say, it comes back to you fifty five times every time you swipe your card. This is trusting and divine and God sourced and energy flow, because there is no limit to your resources. Because this world is so full of everything that you could ever possibly fucking need. There is no end to it. So you must. And I feel like the physical support is something that comes from internally as well. Everything comes from internally, yes. Yes. Okay, fine. I take it back. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, you find it within yourself to, tr- to have the faith that you are always supported. This is how you build your physical Support. Spiritual support. This is the fire. Spiritual support. This is the fire. This is the the communing with others and using this fire energy to um, connect, communicate, join forces. You see how all these words are like, they require counterparts and they require effort spiritual support community right commune to commune communicate community c-o-c-o-m-m to come (laughs) to come is life force like life energy force that's fire when a woman this happened to me when i got pregnant when i conceived you feel when it happens Jada Pinkett Smith talked about this too somewhere along the lines of her career. She talked about being, like being able to feel when the conception happened. It feels like a fire in your belly. A fire under your ass. A fire to ignite you, spiritual connection. Okay? Tap to your fire. All these elements, you find them in your chart. You channel the energy of the planet. To help you activate the support that you are in need of. Mental support is the air. This is of the mind. Intellectual support. Like-minded people who. One, think like you. So that you have support in what you think. And two, do not think like you. So that you can expand your mind and your consciousness. The four elements of support. And in, in, in your own in your own oneness, um, like communicate, like talking, and reading, like reading and building your knowledge, your wisdom, like your your power of the mind, is the mental support. So now you look at it from the point of view where it's coming from within you. If it comes from you first. It has to come from you first because if you don't know what it feels like within, you cannot see it without. That's just how it goes. Oh my God. I wrote down to be independent. The blessing and the curse of independence. Because. Boy. When you're too independent. You. So if you're too independent. In the essence of the four elements of support. You have found. All these pathways. Within yourself. And you don't need. Air quoting, need anyone else to help you. I say air quote because you need. You're going to always need. But you found the space where you don't need, right? 444. To be too independent is the curse. The side of the coin that is the curse. Because now you, we talked about this in the last episode too. The Uptown Girls movie where you're too independent. You don't need anyone. You don't let anyone in. And so you have created this bubble or this force field around yourself that no one can penetrate, even though they should be able to, by through discernment, of course. No one can penetrate. Oh my goodness, fours, fours everywhere, four. Um, no one can penetrate. And so then that means that the flow, like that means that one, if no one can penetrate, you're sitting in this um, bubble, in this shell by yourself. In this life force, whatever. Like Truman Show shit. Like you are in this orbit of aloneness. What happens in that space where there's no one that can penetrate this space. No one can come in and, and go out or whatever. Is that the energy that you have cultivated is stagnant. And doesn't move. It doesn't flow. So now it's stuck and it stinks. Not good. To be dependent now is and we have this collectively is an air and energy around dependency that is negative don't be too dependent on anyone you can't be dependent because people can take away from you and you're giving too much power to them and no you have to know how to to depend on the, the external world outside of yourself people places and things where you are able to receive the love that they are offering you right you're able to receive it so you can be replenished in a way that is different than how you replenish yourself this is why I feel like I've been in search of talking to people or in search of making love to someone or falling in love is because I know and this is crazy because I've been asking my cousin for a reading my Aquarius cousin but she's been being a bitch to me (laughs) Um, And she's not having been. She hasn't been um, too forthcoming with the energy. But because I keep saying, I keep saying, I need new ears and eyes. Like I cannot, I cannot sit in my own mess and figure it figure it out on my own only all the time. Like that is very unhealthy. You need perspective. And so opening up your bubble, your force field around yourself. Your protection your independence opening that up to so be dependent on the, the external forces outside of yourself it helps you expand your perspective helps you expand your consciousness helps you deepen your wisdom is you allowing you're allowing challenge you're allowing contradiction you're allowing um, resonance. Like all those spaces where it's like for someone to tell you, no, you're wrong. And for someone to say, yes, you're right. And this is why. This is why I think so. And you take what resonates and you alchemize it for yourself. Or you, you know, you don't take, you don't take, you know, you leave behind whatever you leave behind it is what it is. And you move forward, you take, you take what resonates always and you leave what does not. Because not everything is going to work for you. But you need the perspective. You need the feedback. You need to critique. Those people who are defensive in their independence. Who don't want to hear critique and feedback. You notice that those people are literally stuck in their same shit all the time. Nine of cups. They're stuck in their shit. They don't grow. They stay the same. They don't want nothing new. They're comfortable in what they have. They don't allow or accept or revel in change. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. How boring is that? People who are able to accept the critique, who are open to feedback, who are open to connection, those people thrive. Because they're allowing external, the external, the outside world to help them calibrate and align constantly like you ever try to calibrate your phone what, what app is that for i don't remember what it's for but it starts out shaking it starts out shaking and then you're able to like come you're shaking and shaking and then you come to a place where the vibration slows or lines up with or stops because you have found a space of um like common peace (sighs) to calibrate you're allowing the external to shake up shake your shit up this expands your perspective and all of that that's beautiful also, in the essence, too, of patience and in intuitive intuition. The we'll ads and this is crazy. Hold on. In the same... Um, I don't remember else I, I know what I was trying to say. I don't remember what I was saying before, though. But, um... Oh, and intuition. In the resurrection of Jesus. we we'll go back to using that storyline. In the resurre- resurrection of Jesus, there is this, there is a time... In his death that he needed to have faith that the same God that he was living by law, you know what I mean? Doing his work under the vessel as or of. He was the vessel for God energy, God consciousness to flow through him to be able to heal the people, right? I must end this episode soon. It's been an hour already (laughs) Um, to heal the people um at some point he had to come back to a place where he was like you know what i will not forsake i will not forsake therefore i will not be forsaken and so i had to have faith and trust and just as he jesus just as he f- like literally came into that space of faith in the god consciousness he was resurrected and so now the sun rises and so now we when the sun rises there's illumination on all things. We can see everything. We are grateful. We are able we are able to come out of our shell. We're able to move freely. We're able to be and exist in brightness. We're not in darkness anymore. Because we are forgiven. Because we have we have redeveloped our or you know, our faith in the all. I said I want to talk about intuition, but I don't know what I want to talk about with it. I'll write it down though. Because I've been wanting to talk about building your intuition because it's not easy. It's a lot of trusting, a lot of like faith in yourself, like trusting yourself and your body to tell you what is and what is not. What is right and what is wrong. And literally having to act on that immediately. Like you cannot go back and say, oh, I know this is to be true. And then turn around and say, but you know what? I'm not going to listen to it. That's like ignoring the gut feeling. And then you turn around and you say. And then when the shit pops off. And you're like holy shit. I knew that was going to happen. But I ignored my intuition. Like to get to the point where you are. Literally constantly listening to your intuition. And you don't forsake yourself. Do not forsake yourself. Then you are able to. Not be forsaken by what is to happen. At some point. And I'm now I'm gonna really like look into the story of before um, Jesus was crucified, or before he was charged with um, to be crucified. I w- there's so there has to be a lapse in his faith and his intuition at some point. Because even in the in that Last Supper imagery, there was someone there who had forsaken him. I think it was Judas. Somewhere along those lines. He knew that someone was he knew he said it, you're gonna forsake me. Oh crap, this is crazy it's coming up like this. You're gonna forsake me, right? But before that point as well, before he even said that you're gonna forsake me, he knew it. There was a lapse in his intuition. And I need to figure out what lapse that is because Because that's usually what it is, is that you have forsaken yourself by not trusting, listening to yourself. And now what? karma whoa that was the only card that was flipped up the wrong way in the deck why was it like that the karma card that's hold on that's these are major arcana cards by the way which is a big deal this is 11 let me check and see what it is justice restoring balance It is easy to convince yourself that you have been wrong. That you have. Oh my god, hold on. It is easy to convince yourself that you have not wronged, but we all have. The actions you take now will ripple far into the future. On the other side of it, if you feel you have been wronged, karma will eventually restore balance. Literally, we're talking about this shit right now. That that God flow and energy restored the balance and re- resurrected Jesus. That's crazy. And so even though he Jesus had felt forsaken, he felt forsaken, he constantly felt forsaken and he he first he didn't listen to his intuition. He didn't listen to his own intuition and for and forsake. I don't know that's a word, his own self. There's gonna always be a restoration to it. So just like the the bad happens and then this the okay just like it rains when it rains it pours when after the rain has passed through the rainbow and the sun comes that's the restoration at the end of the rainbow is the pot of gold that's the restoration at the end of the dark tunnel is the light that's the restoration to die sacrifice is to live that's the restoration wow That was good. Okay. We're done. (laughs) It's been a whole hour so far. I'll post this eventually. I loved it. I'm happy I did it. I'm tired. I don't know if I want to go to sleep or probably. I don't even know. Like, I feel like I have so much shit to do. And I just don't want to do it. Like, I wish I could just think it and it's just done. Like, I don't want to physically do it. But I guess I have to work on that because. Like, I want to, like, update my Saturn Mother website, that website, Instagram, because I'm not done with that, which I wanted to be done with that freaking a month ago, but time is of no essence, so it doesn't matter, but still, and I've been wanting to go live and do a reading, but I'm so sick of Instagram, so we'll see, um, we'll see, but I'm doing readings this week, so if you want to book a reading, totally down for that let me know send me a dm on instagram and what else i'm also working on a sacred ritual for april fingers crossed because i need to get out of here like i wanted to book a trip but i haven't booked. i haven't booked it yet and i'm like um mm. and i'm like i need to book it because if i wanted to be in april then i need to book it now but whatever Alright, so, I love you guys. I hope you love yourself. Stop forsaking yourself. Take care of yourself. And, that's life right there, right? I'll see you on the other, other side.